The following is an America Matters media production. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the station or its advertisers, although we think they should. But that's the opinion of America Matters media. This is not Hey, welcome back to Talking News of Power, Nevada and America and the world, Freedom Talk Radio. Just about. And my name is Brendan Trainer. I'm here with uh, Leland Fagri. We've got Mike on the board today. And we have Mike on the board, yeah. yes. Thankful for that. Yes. So. And by the way, he has a show every morning uh, here on. America oh, yeah? yeah? Can you tell the audience? Seven to nine. And it's very good, very topical. It's like what we do. Okay. Yeah, just very like good. We're... So I guess uh, the one of the big headlines, and there's quite a few of them, even though it's the middle of the summer. There is? Yeah. <laughs> and of course, we had the uh, cocaine found in the West Wing of the White House. There was? <laughs> That's all we can talk about. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I learned a new legal phrase. You did? Yeah. Res ipsa loquitor. Is that Latin by any chance? Latin, yes. <laughs> you know, they have to they have to confuse everybody by using these Latin terms. Uh-huh. Yeah. For legal terms. <laughs> but it's it means the thing speaks for itself. Ah, okay. In other words, there was no cocaine in the White House before Hunter arrived. Hunter is a known addict. Mm-hmm. After Hunter visited the White House, cocaine was found. So you're saying this connect, the thing connecting the dots. Okay. That's the principle. But what uh, I find interesting, it has moved three times. Yeah. <laughs> that cocaine that they don't know who brought it in or how it got there it's has like now the moved. Magic bullet. <laughs> uh, of course, um, KJP, you know our historical figure. Oh, she's so good. Yes. Yeah. She has nothing to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> Except that they weren't there, so it couldn't be their fault. Yes. <laughs> when in fact they were there. Yeah, they were there. Yeah. So she's just a paid liar. Yeah, that's all she is. We have now a window of opportunity <laughs> to create this global reset, which we're on. Which we're on. And you know, the House uh, grilled uh, Faye Ray today. Yeah, that's right. Christopher Ray. Yeah. You know? Oh, I was glued to the He television. looked like Faye Ray. He was almost crying. Oh, yeah. He was very nervous. Yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah. Oh, th- here's my rendition of, of uh, Christopher Ray. <laughs> see my, my mouth just go. Yeah, I, I hope our audience. Oh, he was see very, it. very yeah, awkward. Yeah. Very awkward. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Blinken at his post Chinese uh, press conference. And I think the China. best is yet to come because after lunch, they're really going to go out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he didn't even get a question about Biden's documents yeah. this morning. What so, were they waiting for? I know I, Chairman Jordan asked him, uh, what's the tradition difference between a traditional Catholic and a radical extreme? Yeah, right. Catholic. Uh-huh. It's a good question. <laughs> and uh, Representative Massey, you know, from Kentucky, yep. he wants to find the January 6th pipe bomb. See that? I know. We we all have such an yeah. extreme way of thinking. Exactly. But the FBI is on the case. 
<laughs> they're going to weed us out. Yeah, you know that. <laughs> and, until they're uh, they're gone, they're going to be gone. You know? Yeah, or so reduced in size that they will be almost uh, immaterial. Well, I hope so. I hope they just don't re the, simply replace the top people. If, yeah, if even they could do that, because the have power to. is still there for somebody. The, yeah. Speaking of power, Matt Matt Gates introduced the repeal of the FISA Act. Mm-hmm. So that would definitely reduce the power. And he was very good against Ray this morning. Did, did you see that little segment? No. I'm looking for it here because I saw it. It was very, very good. Oh, here it is. Uh, he read the infamous Hunter Biden shakedown when he was sitting with his dad on WhatsApp <laughs> yeah. and then asked Ray if he's protecting the Biden. Yeah. If he thought that was the shakedown, did he ask him that? Too? I'm telling you, this, this guy, Matt Gates, is the future of America. I hope so. Yeah, he, he's he's everything that Bush is. I mean, everything that Trump is. Mm -hmm. The uh, <laughs> yeah, Ray was uh, really upset. Ray was really upset, and uh, you know they they're all afraid that uh, if Trump gets elected, is he's going to be a retribution president? Yeah, they are. He's going to come that. after him. Absolutely, and yeah. he should. Yeah, he definitely should. <laughs> Not just for personal. <laughs> <laughs> Not just for personal, you know, but for the fact that uh, what they're doing is destroying the, the country. Yeah, right. It yeah. has nothing to do with them personally. You know. Right. It's the legacy. So uh, the Trump legal team, do we have time? I think so. The Trump legal team is awaiting a motion regarding the prosecutorial malfeasance. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, it was uh, very well written, uh, and they also have a motion to waive the speedy trial without any trial date, because they say there's, you know, it's impossible with all the discovery they're going to have to have to set a trial date. Uh huh. Well, I think uh, the Bush, uh, the Bush. I'm Freudian this morning. Uh, the Trump legal team is going to try to extend this way out beyond the election. Well, yeah, that's right. That's their strategy. Sometime in January of 2025, maybe? Or later. <laughs> yeah. When it's when it's no longer relevant. <laughs> exactly. Because it's it's only relevant now because he's running for office. <laughs> so uh yeah, they're they're all aware of that. They're all, they were talking on Jake Tapper and they were one of them was saying, Well, maybe we should get the New York district attorney to put away his case and just leave it down to this case, but the Mar-a-Lago case is looking shakier and shakier the more you look at and it. And they've got nothing in Atlanta either. Yeah. So I, I don't, don't think so. I don't really think that they have anything. Right. And I don't mean that just because we are pro-Trump here. Right. It's just that they, they've always done this thinking that this will this will do it this time. You know, we'll have them now. You know, we'll get <laughs> them this time. And it's just not going to happen. Right. Real Americans can see right through this. Well. You know, I'm, I'm for Trump. And, uh, he's beating DeSantis. He's leading by 30 points. Yeah. It's, it's too late for any of them, and they should be ashamed of themselves for even seeking yeah. the uh, primary nomination. Join the conversation. Call 844-790-TALK.
That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. Well, welcome back. Welcome to the power. Never left. Never left you, no. Well, do we want to talk about some of the, uh, the presidential race continuing on? Can we? I think we still can, yeah. Oh, good, good. Do you know what the cosmopolitan libertarian is? <laughs> a globalist. Globalist, yeah. yeah. So, sort of like uh, a lot of the folks that write for Reason Magazine in, in L.A. compared to the folks that write for the Mises Institute or Lou Rockwell. They're that, different types. A whole different breed altogether. You know, that's what the founding fathers called globalism. They called them cosmopolitanists. Cosmopolitan. Cosmopolitanism, yeah. Yeah. That's still a, a dog whistle. And I think that's a, a, as good as any. I, yeah. think it's, I think it's a good expression. Yep. Well, uh, Reason Magazine did an interview with RFK and Liz Wolf of Reason came out and uh -huh. with a video that slammed him uh, because like 15 years ago in, at a rally, he went overboard and said the Koch brothers should be prosecuted yeah. for environmental negligence. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, about the, um, you see, this is something that is real and palpable, but the question is, how do you do it? Because it takes so long for the FDA to approve drugs. Yes. There's an opportunity long. cost of the people waiting for the drug, and they can't get the drug because it's still in the FDA. Trump changed that. Yeah. And so they, in Europe, they don't have nearly as long, mm -hmm. and they're, you know, are comparable uh, civilization mm -hmm. and uh, so <clears throat> that's what uh, the idea that we should do a lot more testing on pharmaceutical drugs that kind of rubs a lot of freedom people the wrong way because mm -hmm. they want to get the drugs to market well people don't have that kind of time you're right a lot of people don't if you if your life is will be determined by the efficacy of a particular product that is now on the market and right. you can't get it because government is not allowing you to get it. Right. That's, that's tyranny. So we have to see how that bears out with the RFK Jr.'s attacks on the pharmaceutical industry and, and also his environment. That's probably the thing I worry the most about him is his environmental. Uh, hopefully it doesn't turn into fanaticism, but it's based on property rights and he, he keeps sending the same signal that it is going to be based on market forces, and he believes in free market. Capitalism. Well, I mean, if he's an old-style uh, liberal like his father was, um, he'll get that. He'll get that right. And I think he is, by the way. Oh, you know, we, to get back to the FBI, do you know that the FBI had a direct line set up to the Ukrainian Secret Service. Yeah, I just heard that this morning. <laughs> and they were to censor anything that was deemed uh, pro-Russian by, uh -huh. by the Ukrainians. Uh -huh. Yeah. So. Well, they know these things. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, and getting back to the presidential race. Uh, we never know, left it. Nimrada Randawa, she's not doing too well. No. No, she's way down at the bottom. Last of the pack. number I saw was about four percent. Yeah, mm -hmm. but this other uh, Indian gentleman, Vivek Ratswami, mm -hmm. yeah, he's if very I good. Pronounce his name. He's he's, he's coming up on DeSantis. He's rising. I think he he's equal to uh, DeSantis right now. No, he's not that close. No, but, but he, he is getting there. He's yeah. moving towards him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think he's he's a lot more 
articulate than DeSantis, for one thing, right, which is not necessarily the determinant for whether you would like to, him to be president of the United States. However, uh, when I hear him and don't look at his name, because his name kind of gives himself away, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, he's he's very impressive. He's very articulate. Vivek, yeah, yeah. Vivek, yeah, yeah. And um, DeSantis' strategy appears to be to attack Trump from the right. Yeah, but <laughs> that ain't working either. No, it's not. <laughs> he's dropping in the polls, and, and you know, he's not taking votes away from Trump. No. Uh, but Chris Christie is taking votes away from DeSantis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, you just can't make this situation out. No. Right? <laughs> He his campaign has been rocky. He's he's uh, well, pretty was, pretty boring if he's not uh, talking about something he's really familiar with. He's really boring. And, mm -hmm. he, as I said, he's not as articulate or passionate about the issues as uh, Ramaswamy is. No, but I I still say that, and, and we talked about this on the show several months ago. Anybody that sticks his neck out in this primary season deserves to have it lopped off. Exactly, because it was stupid. I know. You're taking on Trump. Are you kidding? Do you do you not know who his enemies are? <laughs> I know. It's his enemies that well, matter. Well, some of them, some of them are aligned with his enemies. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, like Christie. Like Christie and Haley and <laughs> yeah. Pence. You keep it up. <laughs> yeah, she she was talking about time uh, quite a bit this last week too. Because. When you're talking about the passage of time, right. talking about the significance of the passage uh, of time, you think of Kamala Harris, exactly. <laughs> right? The significance of Just the like passage of time. Just like when you think about somebody going on a charm offensive to foreign countries, you think. So of when you Kamala think about Harris, it, there is great significance to the passage of time. <laughs> <laughs> she's good for a laugh. That's what she's good for. Now, one thing we did find out about DeSantis was he was the member of the legal team that was sent to Guantanamo detention camp mm -hmm. during the Bush administration to quell the embarrassing hunger strikes that were going on. They were mm. getting bad press. Right. Now, I'm not saying he was the leader of the team. He was just a member. But uh, I wouldn't have lent myself to that no, if no. I were a member of Congress. And heaven knows I chose to run for the House of Representatives twice, as, as you have. So... You know, we, we speak of what we know, and uh, I, I don't think there's anything, any value to hunger strikes anyway. I have always said that. Going back to Northern Ireland, you know, what's, yeah. you know, you don't want to eat? Okay. <laughs> Check out. Well, it's a, it's a form of protest it designed is. to elicit international. But it's ineffective, is my point. Well, I think it worked somewhat well, for would the there, It would there, you know. Yeah. It, it does in that environment. But apparently the, the legal team's solution with DeSantis on the team was to was to maximize to ramp up the force feeding to do it continuously, oh. and also to use uh, a larger uh, point. You know, they do it through the nose, and so it would cause more pain and bleeding, discomfort. Yeah, mm -hmm. not a very nice solution. No, not and nice. a lot of those people are some of those people are terrorists, but some of them are not. They're uh, just uh, people that uh, they're clan enemies or somebody pointed out to the Americans and says he's Taliban. It's like some of the Afghans got here. They just happen to be hanging around the plane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go to America? Oh, yeah. They all need right. to fill the planes up. That's all. 
So the uh, uprisings in France uh, calmed down a little bit, and I learned the, a little something. There wasn't something. anything left to burn. <laughs> the uh, immigrants that caused the problem, they live on the fringes of the big cities in districts called Banlui. I, I'm not sure I'm pronouncing it, even though I'm intermediate in French, but anyway. So they're essentially ghettos. They were invited to come in to work in heavy industry, but now France is kind of de-industrializing. De they're not mm -hmm. doing as much uh, automobile manufacturing or any of that kind of thing. Not a good sign. No. And so they have a different culture. They probably have a lower average IQ. They've been living in an informal economy. When they lose their regular jobs and they can't get another job, they they deal in drugs, guns, and prostitution, the usual things. Shocking, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so they pulled this 17-year-old Arab kid over, and he was driving a $70,000 Mercedes. And he, he wouldn't give him IDs. He so, probably didn't have any 17 or whatever. Drug trafficker? No, probably not. Probably just, just a joyrider. Just theft. Huh? Yep. But he pulled away and they shot him. And that's what caused yeah, all the riots. That's what caused it. But you know what Orban says? No. Well, he says the EU's plan. Well, he says, uh, Orban says that it'll just create migrant ghettos. You know. That's, yeah. That's what they want to do. And that's what's that's happening. a prescription for a disaster. Right. You can't just take people with a different culture and... Force them to Semitic, commingle. Semitic and North African yeah. culture is different from the uh, Cro-Magnon, Neanderthal, <laughs> Celtic culture. Which is why borders are, are so important. Yeah. And and lines like that and language is important and all these things that you know the globalists hate. They despise this stuff because they can't get to their new world order <laughs> with borders. They have to open these borders up. Exactly. And that's also what happens when you have colonies sooner or later you you start living with these people and you start inviting them into mm -hmm. your home and mm -hmm. they're you know Oops. a lot of them not all of them, but a lot of them are just not able to deal with it Oops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you know we've got quite a bit more to do we're going to have uh jews in the news in the last segment oh good good and it's uh, about affirmative action and it's um uh, Praising uh, a very good Jew. Yeah. One that's uh, Cause, based. Because we do that as well. Yes, we do. A lot of people don't realize that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Jewish grandmother visiting China. There was a very humble Jewish grandmother <laughs> visiting China. <laughs> you know, I'm talking about, of course, our Secretary of the Treasury, Janet Yellen, and uh, she was oh landed there with a pretty determined look. But oh, when she, uh, the Chinese finance minister, greeted her, she bowed to him three times. Oh, it was just 
delectably uncomfortable, wasn't yeah, it? I yes. Mean, could you, you couldn't take your eyes off of how pathetic that looked. <laughs> and not only that, but, you know, the thing is that the Chinese don't bow to each other. No. No. That's really a Japanese so thing. Really, yeah. <laughs> it's Asia, man. Close enough. <laughs> and the week before, the Chinese Secretary of State, Wang Li, gave a speech in which he urged, you know, Japan and the Philippines and uh, these other Asian allies to uh, stop supporting U.S. hegemony because they can't tell they can't tell the Asians apart. <laughs> and then Yellen shows up and does a Japanese thing to the oh man <laughs> but she told the chinese they have to stop limiting their exports of rare earth minerals because that's just being mean you know mm -hmm. there's no reason for them to do that but please uh, mean please do that for us <laughs> but our limitations on uh chips you know uh computer chips to is a national security interest mm -hmm. that's no way we're being mean to china and uh, we were the first one to do the embargo, by the way. Uh, so. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Over in the Netherlands, the Dutch prime minister, the one of the longest lasting heads of state in Europe, has to resign, driven out of office by a bunch of farmers. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, those vehicles are heavy. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to be on the receiving end of one of those things. Where was uh, uh, Justin Trudeau Castro when he needed him? Yeah, exactly. To, <laughs> to get these farmers off their tractors. <laughs> Netherlands is the most densely populated country in, in the world, or one of the most. And uh, the reason why they gave the reason they wanted to take the farmer's land because... Of all the nitrogen they're supposed yeah, to be green stirring up. Yeah. Part of the green initiative. Oh, it's making Greta very angry. These people are just overplaying their hand embarrassingly. And I don't know how they can ever recover, frankly. I just don't see it. Yeah. You know, they, they've, they, they have given us so much ammunition for the future to use against them. If, that if, unless we are just lacking leadership, uh -huh. uh, it's going to be very easy. To, it's like taking candy from a baby, really. Yeah. Uh, but it's really not about the nitrogen, you know. It's no. It's they want the land to build housing for more immigrants. Well, that's part of their their scheme as well. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Greta, she uh, she visited the Ukraine this week. Yeah. Yeah. She sucked up to Alensky. I mean, I guess she doesn't believe that Ukraine is the probably the major polluter. And yeah. now the weather forecast with Greta Thunberg. <laughs> You know, that doesn't Greta even sound Tumba. like Greta. Are you sure that's Greta? I'm sure. My sources true. say that maybe it's artificial intelligence. <laughs> but it is hot. Yeah. Not as hot as last year, though. No, it's what I hear. Yeah. yeah you know, we, we must have broken 100 many times last year. Despite what they have said about it. Right. Oh, man. And... Uh, she also quietly retracted a 2018 retweet where she agreed with a climate alarmist that after five years, the earth is doomed. Oops. Oops. You got to keep rolling that apocalypse back. <laughs> Build back better. Blah, blah, blah. Green economy. Blah, blah, blah. 
Yeah, we feel <laughs> awful about that, don't we? <laughs> Just awful. <laughs> the poor little thing. Yeah. Uh, she's 20 now? 21? She's, she's an adult now. Yeah, yeah 20, 20 or 21. Uh, you know, she's, she's got a legacy. You know, she it'll probably harm her in her young adult yeah, life. Yeah, she grows out because of this she'll, phase. Yeah, she will grow up. You know. Yeah. She'll Unless they face... make her minister of the interior or some. Well, crap. I mean, they might try to comfort her that way, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's still there. We can still use it against her. You know, Zelensky is very upset with NATO. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the world leaders reach over Joe Biden's shoulder to shake Zelensky's hand this morning no. at the NATO summit? Oh, it's something else. Molinari is right there. She looked pretty embarrassed, too, by the whole thing. Yeah. But uh, the, the British prime minister is there. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> How about the cringe commercial they put out? Did you see that? Uh, was that a uh, Bud Light? They had Biden sitting there, and he goes, it's NATO, Jack. Oh, no, I didn't see that one. And then they had all the heads of state of NATO dressed up in military gear. Oh, they had Macron looking like Napoleon. Like the, <laughs> like the fascist. Which he thinks there. he is. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> they were all dressed in military gear. Oh, man, these, these guys uh, wouldn't know a tank from a... Yeah. <laughs> you know, Biden thinks if you... Uh, have an AR-15, the bullets are so big that they'll explode your, your all lungs out. <laughs> Zelensky also had to tell Biden to follow him after taking the group photo at the NATO summit. Oh, this follow him. Stuck out his hand again. Yeah. Help him out, guys. Help him out. I hope there were no sandbags in the way. Yeah, right. I think they learned their lesson on that one. Yeah. Could be wrong. But... Always blame the sandbags. Yeah, if possible. But uh, he's not going to be in NATO anytime soon. I mean, who would really think that they would put him in NATO? I mean, even uh, the Council on Foreign Relations told Biden that he can't be in NATO. Yeah. Richard Hass and all them. Were, and they're talking to the Kremlin, trying to feel out what a, a negotiated settlement would be now. Right. Mm -hmm. Which uh, would not be very good for no, them. No, it would not. No. But it may be all they have. Right. So it's what, six, six, seven weeks into the uh, you know summer the, offensive? You know, the quote fr from Biden that just blew my mind was yesterday, I think this was, he said to the Lithuanian president, it didn't take us long to get thousands of troops here when Russia invaded the second time. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the, uh, so he had to admit that we're all out of 155 millimeter shells. Yeah, publicly. So, yeah, so he's going to send cluster bombs. Yeah, to because Ukraine. we're all out of everything else. <laughs> you know, the Ukraine has already used cluster bombs. We've documented they at Kromatorsk and in the Donetsk city, they massacred p civilians with cluster bombs. But they promised to be nice. Mm -hmm. Use them appropriately. Yeah, they'll put it in writing, you know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you got to trust them. Sure you do. Why, why wouldn't we? <laughs> It's not like they have ever done anything that we asked them not to do, like in, like attack uh, Bel Belograd or whatever and bomb the, uh, the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> that one, our studio audience couldn't help themselves on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even, the, even the UK is shocked. And when the UK gets shocked yeah. about attacking Russia, that's bad. Mm-hmm. 
Italy, Germany, other nations, the UN. And of course, NATO used cluster bombs against Serbia in 1999. Mm-hmm. They don't, they're not armor piercing. They're not going to destroy a tank or they're just going to kill humans. And up to 30% of them do not e- explode on landing. Yeah, so they everywhere. remain on the ground for kids to, you know, bu- jump into and everything. Yep. Ugly. Yep. I think Putin's achieving all his goals. I mean, yeah. Demilitarization. I think he knows how stupid we are. Yeah. (laughs) At least how some are. (laughs) You know, the FBI has asked Americans to report crime to them in in a recent tweet. Did you hear about that? Well, it's a snitch program. Yeah. And then they're overwhelmed with reports on their own criminal activity. Oops. <laughs> he didn't see that coming. Nope. Erdogan is playing his games. Um, he's he's upset. He sure because, is. I mean, he's something else, isn't he? Yeah. He wants Odessa left open. He wants the grain to flow out because he makes money off it. He wants to join the EU. So he released uh, five Azov commandos, uh, generals or officers, that he was holding in house arrest for Russia. He just released them without consulting Putin. And then he, uh, you know, uh, he's, uh, you know, he let Sweden in, even though, you know, he said he wouldn't. Yeah. So... He wants to kiss up at this point. He, for he's, some, yeah, he, he's for, playing both sides he against really the is, other. Yeah. yeah. And uh, well, well, you know, we have we have that airbase there in Turkey. Yeah, yeah the big so, airbase. So that's a big part of this. Yep. <laughs> yep. He's still waiting for the F-35s that he wants. <laughs> you know, uh, there's a there's a report out of Britain that Biden Biden's bullying. Road special relationship with the doddering is no friend. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Adopt US kids. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Well, welcome back to Talking to the Power. We have a Jews in the News segment today. But like I indicated... We haven't had an official one. Yeah, no. We, you know, but I know. But the, he really was in the news. Uh, Ron Hood, yeah. the uh, webmaster and founder of the Political Review. Uh, he's a First Amendment absolutist. In 2012, he wrote a detailed article on affirmative action that was actually the basis for the plaintiff's arguments in the Supreme Court cases that ended affirmative action. Now, on July 3rd, he followed up with an article. If you go to the website, Bones Review, his, his articles are right at the top in the center, right under the picture. So, But the article's entitled, Affirmative Action and the Jewish Elephant in the Room. I love the title. That, that is just 
<laughs> so what he talks about, and this, you know, this, there's going to be a lot of math now, so I know, please, audience, I'll try and make it as simple and compelling as possible. Because the math scores are way down. <laughs> but um, he goes, once again, he goes to basically the um, history of um, affirmative action. And he points out correctly in the first half of the 20th century, the, um, the wasps uh, wished to exclude the Jews, and there was discrimination against the Jews. But gradually, uh, but then after World War II, you know, the, as Jews became more powerful in the country, uh, he, uh, the Ivy League school started uh, worrying about black admissions and the Jewish admissions also went up. But um, what Ron is saying is that we can't look at this <coughs> affirmative action <coughs> as simply trying to right wrongs or redress grievances. It's, we can't? No, it's actually a very basic struggle for poli for, uh, for resources, because politics is war by other means. And so these interest groups that we have created through affirmative action and other policies, uh, it's really a no holds bar against uh, for resources. Mm -hmm. uh, the people that attend the elite Harvard schools most people don't care because Harv the Ivy League is terrible at football, so we. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. But um, <clears throat> this is where the elite in, that's going to govern our country. These these are the schools that they graduate from, mm -hmm. and what has happened, according to uh, Ron Unz's analysis, is that the enrollment of non-white and foreign students at our most elite universities have caused a complete collapse in the enrollment of white American Gentiles. But oddly enough, no similar reduction in Jewish numbers. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Jewish activists, of course, are the, they nearly all the civil rights groups and other groups like in that nature, immigration groups, they're nearly all, you know, owned or managed by Jews. Right. And, you know, it's a, fact of life you have to so the trend is it's not okay to be white anymore yeah. <laughs> so ron Unz took notice of that and he was uh, began to wonder about the true motivation behind affirmative action whether conscious or unconscious and during the uh, these affirmative action hearings at the supreme court the caucasian numbers were rarely if ever discussed and so whites were in the press, uh, the, the white Gentiles or the whites attendance at Harvard was basically overlooked. And it was uh, the affirmative action cases were presented as a struggle between Asians and blacks mm -hmm. for the affirmative action. But um, if you look at the uh, National Merit Scholarships. Mm -hmm. uh, you may have taken that. I know I did. I got a I got a scholarship out out of it. But when you look at those tests, the uh, top sixteen thousand high school seniors who should be enrolling <clears throat> at the Ivy League and America's other elite academic uh, institutions are not being admitted to these 
most elite academic universities. And well, Christopher Ray was. Yeah, but in, in California, <laughs> white Gentile names outnumber Jewish names by over eight to one. In Texas, over twenty to one. In Florida and Illinois, around nine to one. And uh, yet, the uh, whites are not. The actual number of white Gentiles in in these elite colleges has actually been declining. Now, why is that? Well. Ron Owens points out that the thing is that Harvard only counts religious Jews. Mm. They don't count ethnic secular Jews See, as Jews. And, and Ron Owens would notice that straight away because yeah. he's a secular Jew. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. He stopped going to synagogue at five or six yeah. years of age. He's too smart so. for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that means that Non-Jewish white people are by far the most underrepresented group of all, despite any benefits from athletic or legacy. They always blame the legacy admissions. Well, someone should tell uh, Christopher Ray. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but clearly, uh, it's, it's an elitist pandering to race. You know who else went to Harvard was uh, Joy Bear. I'm mean, not Joy Bear. Um, who's the black woman on MSNBC? Uh, Behar? Yeah, uh, no. Um, yeah, jo Joy, Joy Behar, I think. Joy, I'll, I'll come up with Or is you. she the one on The View? Uh, no, uh, Behar is on The View. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Joy I'm thinking of. Yeah, MSNBC. the Black Joy. Yeah, but she went to Harvard, but, but, but she got there because of the firm, affirmative action. Program. Sure, yeah. yeah. So they, you can figure out, looking at the uh, statistics for these National Merit Scholarships, that uh, say that the ratio is a hundred percent. It means the number of people in the population equals the number of people admitted. And Jews, the Jewish ratio is three hundred eighty-one percent, meaning almost four times as many Jews when you when you count the secular Jews as Jews as their representation in the population. Mm -hmm. And for the Asians, it's sixty-two percent, meaning. They're forty percent lower than they should be. Joy Reid, that's it. You're right, Joy Reid. Yeah. Non-Jewish whites only get admitted at thirty-five percent of what they should be admitted. Mm. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> that means that the uh, presence of white Gentiles <laughs> <laughs> has dropped by as much as seventy percent. And there is no remotely comparable decline in the relative size or academic performance of that population. Meanwhile, that percentage of Jewish students, when you take both religious and secular Jews, has actually increased during this period. So Jewish students, again, Ron Nunes is very good at statistics. If you want to look into it closely, I urge you to go visit his article at uh, the Nunes Review. Uh, Jewish students were roughly 1,000% more likely to be enrolled at the Harvard and the rest of the Ivy League than white Gentiles of similar ability. This is, uh, you know, when this is one of the things that Talking Truth to Power, we've, we've alluded to in the past, that yes, uh, Jewish people are, are a standard deviation higher than Caucasians in average IQ, mm -hmm. but there's just so many more occasions. Uh, Caucasians. Yeah, there's more of us. Yeah, yeah so the that they should be, uh, the number of actual 
Jews, physical actual Jews, should be dwarfed by the number of Caucasians with the same mental abilities. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just the average of Jewish population might be higher, but when you get to sheer numbers, the numbers of whites are overwhelming. Should be uh, more than the Jews. Mm -hmm. So that's this is how they uh, do this. Um, this is how they do it. Yep, and. <laughs> You know, the ramifications, I mean, most Americans are more concerned with uh, athletes and Hollywood stars and things of that nature. But like I said, we're not here on Talking Truth with Power. Though. <laughs> we don't get that at all. Right. And th at the big, at the end of the article, uh, he Ron Unz really gets into uh, some of the uh, analogies. You can see he's. He's what Alan Dershowitz would call a self-loathing Jew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does use that description quite a bit. Yeah. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> large numbers of lesser qualified applicants of Jewish anistry, but no religious belief, will continue to gain unfair admissions by writing essays about their Holocaust grandmas. <laughs> <laughs> With 99% of the Gentile population being none the wiser, um, even in uh, science uh, schools like Caltech, you see the same uh, absolute skewering of the statistics. So he goes into how, you know, the Jews have been so powerful in this country. He actually goes into a litany of all the things that we've seen since World War II. Uns did. All the continual wars, mm -hmm. all the inflation, mm -hmm. all the decrease in the uh, standards of living of, of uh, you know, the, the working class, while the increase in wealth going to the top percent, which is largely Jewish. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he points that uh, out that, you know, the white Gentiles are being displaced from what is their normal position in society. I mean, if you look at the Biden administration, yeah. it's it's like the Bolsheviks. I think we've said that before. It's like 80 or 90 percent Jewish. More than most Americans know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, 75 percent of the administration is Jewish. Isn't yes, it? exactly. Yeah, so. Which is similar to what the Bolsheviks yeah, People were. don't think about that. No, because they're just individuals. Well, the FBI this morning denied the presence of undercover agents at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, despite the evidence. And Andy Biggs says Ray will be held accountable for this law. He is gasfinkto.